0: Hi there, Tom Shanklin here. Glad to be with you today. Uh, I've got a message for you today called The Message That Will Change Your Life. How about that? There is a message from God that will make all the difference in your life, that will bring forth miracles, that will make you a new creature. And so we want to share that with you today and encourage you in the Lord. Let's have a word of prayer first, though, and ask the Lord to help us. Father, I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon this message. I pray for every listener, every everyone that's watching or listening, Lord, that they would hear the Word of God. Because, Lord, you said faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Anoint me to bring forth the message, Lord, that you want brought forth, that it might bring that miracle and that change in people's lives. And I pray these things, Lord, in Jesus' name, and all the people said, Amen. All right, well, I'm going to be reading from the eighth chapter of the book of Acts. And uh, we're going to talk about Philip's ministry uh, to the city of Samaria. And Acts chapter 8, verse 5 says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. And then dropping down to the 13th verse, or rather the 12th verse, But when they believed Philip, "...as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized." This is an awesome story. And just to put it a little bit into context here, it's the eighth chapter of Acts. Of course, a lot has already taken place in the history of the early church. You know, Jesus, of course, came to earth and died on a cross and was buried and rose again from the dead and ascended to heaven and poured out the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 1, he told his disciples, uh, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So here is Jesus' prediction coming to pass concerning Samaria, because they had been ministering in Jerusalem extensively, in Judea, but they had not yet gone to Samaria. Of course, they had a prejudice against the Samaritans anyway. The Jews uh, looked down their noses at the Samaritans, uh, and yet God loved the Samaritans, and we see in Jesus's ministry that He ministered uh, to a Samaritan woman at the woman of the well, in Acts or in uh, John chapter four. So, but during this time, there was a great persecution came upon the church, and and the Bible says that the disciples were scattered everywhere. And they went and preached everywhere, and this is when Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. So it's a very, a very significant time and season in the in the history of the church, and uh, uh, God used this man to bring the message of Christ to this church, and many miracles were done in that place. And by the way, God has not quit doing miracles. He'll do one in your life today if you believe him. Just as they listened to what Philip had to say and they received the message of Christ, miracles took place. The same thing is happening today. You know, Jesus told us in the in Mark chapter 6 in Mark chapter 6 he said go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he that believes and is baptized shall be saved he that believes not shall be damned and these signs shall follow them that believe and then it goes on to say in my name they'll cast out devils and they'll heal the sick and so forth and then it tells us that they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. And this is what I have found all around the world, that if we will preach the word, there will be signs following. And what is that word? The word of the gospel, the word of Christ. You know, there's many Bible topics that we can talk about and they're, they're good and they're important, but you know, the message that the Holy Spirit bears witness it to is the message of the gospel of Christ. That's what he's active in. He's active in uh, confirming that word with signs following. And we've seen it over and over again when we preach the gospel then signs follow, and people receive Christ. You know, I remember uh, when I first started, you know, I always had this desire to, to lead people to Christ, to win people to Christ. And I remember that uh, I ministered in the nation of Haiti years ago. And uh, we went from place to place and had open-air meetings. And, you know, I would get up my Bible, and I would open up, and I, I would teach the things that I taught as a pastor. And, and then I would ask people to come and receive Christ well I had very little results you know but I found out when you preach the gospel the gospel message the message of salvation things happen supernatural signs wonders and miracles and people respond in their hearts to the Lord so Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ to them he preached Christ now so I want to talk today about preaching Christ I want to talk about the message that he likely preached to them we don't have the outline of his sermon but i think we can by conjecture and by looking at the overall picture of the scriptures we can pretty well imagine what he preached to them and uh, he proclaimed a message to them that literally changed their lives and changed that city and we see that there was great joy in the city now Preach there, the word means to proclaim as a herald, to lift up your voice and bring an announcement. You know, a great of great significance, a solemn announcement, and uh, he was coming to them and not just saying, "Well, guys, you know, some things have been happening here, and we want you to know about it, and yeah, it'd be good if you kind of listen if you have time." No, he lifted up his voice and preached Christ to them and let them know that Jesus has come to the earth to die for their sins and give them eternal life. You know, he he brought a message as a herald. He was an ambassador. Praise God. And one thing I want us to realize to hear that this Philip was an ordinary person like you and I. He was not some special one. You know, a lot of times we hear, well, God used to move through the, the apostles of the Lamb, you know, Peter and and uh, the early apostles. But, you know, here's a fellow that was an ordinary believer. He was at this time, he had been a deacon. Later on in the book of Acts, he's called an evangelist. But you see, God uses ordinary people. He said these signs follow them that believe. So I want to encourage you, don't buy the lie that God can't use you. If you believe, he can use you. You know, the Bible said, he that believeth in me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. It did not say, uh, he that's an apostle shall do great and mighty works, and the rest will just have to sit by and watch. No, we can all be active in God's great plan of redemption. We can all preach Christ in our own way. Amen? And you don't have to be like me or some other preacher or or someone else in your church. You know, just be you. And just fall in love with Jesus and start sharing him with others. So I want to talk just for a few minutes about the message that Philip brought to them. Likely, he preached Christ to them. Now, first of all, he preached Christ, the promised Messiah, the Christ of the Old Testament. You see, the Samaritans were uh, relatives of the Jews. They had uh, that they had a, a mixture uh, of their race. They had through intermarriage they had married with Gentiles, but they lived in Israel. Uh, but there was a, a mixture in their blood. But not only was there a mixture in their blood there was also a mixture in their religion they were not very pure according to the Jewish religion and so this is why the Jews looked down their noses on them but as I said Jesus did, doesn't look down on his nose look down his nose on anyone he loves the whole world praise God and he came to die for the whole world so when Philip was preaching to them, no doubt they had knowledge of the Old Testament scriptures that promised that the Messiah would come. Now the word Christ is basically synonymous with the Messiah because in the Old Testament word Messiah translated into the Greek is Christ. So Christ has come and he was promised. Now in the Old Testament I was reading that there's 44 promises uh, in the Old Testament of the Messiah which which were fulfilled in the New Testament. There's also promises which have yet to be fulfilled which will be fulfilled in his second coming. And just as every one of those promises of his first coming were fulfilled in the New Testament, so it will be that the promises of his second coming will also be fulfilled. But I want to share with you just, just quickly, I don't have not going to take the time to go in depth on this, but just to mention some of the prophecies of the Messiah in the Old Testament. Uh, and, and I've got 44 here, and I'm just going to pick out a few that are maybe more, more significant, or oh, in the sense of that they couldn't have happened without God's intervention or God's activity. Uh, Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Well, Christ was born in Bethlehem. Messiah would come from the line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which of course he did. Messiah would be rejected of his own people. Messiah would be praised by little children, Prince prophesied in the Old Testament. Messiah's price money would be used to buy a potter's field, and we see that fulfilled. Messiah would be crucified with criminals. Well, as it said, he was crucified with two thieves. Messiah would be given vinegar to drink. Messiah's hands and feet would be pierced. Soldiers would gamble for Messiah's, Messiah's garments. All these things were predicted hundreds of years before they happened. You know, it's the truth. Jesus has come. God planned it, predicted it. He, he outlined how it would happen. And it came to pass and just as it came to pass in his first advent, it will come in his second as well. Messiah's bones would not be broken. Messiah would be forsaken of God. You know, when Jesus hung on, hung on the cross, he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Messiah would be buried with the rich. Well, he had the, the, uh, uh, the man, Joseph, who had, had given him his uh, grave. Messiah would resurrect from the dead, and Messiah would be a sacrifice for sin. All these things were fulfilled by Jesus, the Messiah. Praise God. And interestingly, you know, Jesus spoke to a Samaritan woman and we see this in uh, in John chapter 4 and it's a great story. We'll preach on that sometime. But She said at one point in their conversation, uh, we know that Messiah comes, and when he comes, he'll tell us all things. You see, the Samaritans were aware of the Messiah. They were looking for the Messiah. So no doubt, when Philip came to this Samaritan city and he preached Christ, he told them, hey, the Messiah that we've all been looking for, he's now come. All right? Praise the Lord. So that's the first thing. Now, the second thing is Christ the healer. Christ the healer. I believe no doubt Philip told them about the miracles that Jesus did during his earthly ministry. We can read about them in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John says uh, that only portion of them are there. If we we wrote everything that Jesus did, it would take up the whole world with books. Uh, An amazing thought. Many, many miracles that Jesus did, raising the dead, uh, making the lame to walk opening the blind eyes, delivering those who were captivated by devils. So many things that Jesus did, raising the widow's son, and many other things. You know, when, when Peter preached in Acts chapter 10 to Cornelius and his household, he, he said, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You see, this was a part of the message of the early church, to let people know the miracles that Jesus did when he was on the earth. And he still does these miracles today because the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's commissioned us to go forth and lay hands on the sick and to see these same miracles reproduced in our day and hour so no doubt philip preached christ the healer all right then thirdly jesus christ the suffering savior the suffering savior you know jesus came to die for our sins and that again was predicted in the old testament i'm going to read to you now from uh, isaiah 53 verses 4 through 6. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray, each to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Amazing. 700 years before Christ, the prophet Isaiah prophesied of his death and told us the meaning and the power that's in his death. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. You see, when Jesus went to the cross, he took our sins in his own body on the tree. He bore our iniquities. You know, there's a difference between sin and iniquities. Sin is the the sins or the acts that we've done wrong against God. But iniquity is the unrighteousness that's in us. Jesus took care of it all on the cross for you. And that is the message of salvation. That is the message that Jesus died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again the third day. And in him we can have new life if we'll receive him. So, all right? So Christ the Messiah, Christ the the Anointed One, the Healer, uh, Christ the suffering Savior, and then fourthly, Christ the coming King. Christ the coming King. Many prophecies in the Old Testament speak of his second coming and establishing another kingdom. You know, when we're living in this world today, there's so much turmoil in our nations. Even our own nation right now is in political turmoil. And, you know, there's just a, there's always a wrestling. There's always a, a turmoil going on. And, you know, it will continue. Yeah, we can pray. Praise God. Thank God for that. And we can help to bring peace. You know, he told us to pray for those that are in authority, that we might live a quiet and peaceable life. But ultimately, this natural system is really coming apart in the seams. But the Bible tells us that Christ will come, amen, and establish his kingdom. And he will rule over all. Praise God. And that will be a wonderful time because there will be justice in the earth. There will be righteousness. The lion will lie down with the lamb. There won't be violence. There won't be crime. There won't be people hurting one another. There will be peace. Peace on earth. Goodwill towards men. See, this was a message that was preached by the early church. And when it says that Philip preached Christ to them, no doubt he preached the coming kingdom. In fact, that 12th verse that we read there says he shared with them about the things concerning the kingdom of God. Now, I want to read to you a verse from uh, from the book of Daniel. This is one of the prophecies, and there's many others. But Daniel uh, is speaking of a vision that he had. He says, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. You see, Christ's kingdom will be perfect because Christ the king is perfect. Praise God, and that's good news. All the turmoil, all the wrestling, all the hurt, all the pain will one day go away. <clears throat> and you see, we'll be there. If we receive Christ, we'll be there with Him. Amen. Yeah, it's a, it'll be another age. You know, the Bible talks about. Yeah, I think in some versions it said the end of the world. The word actually means the end of the age. You see, this age that we're living in will end. And then there will be another. And in the other, Christ will be king. There's a lot of details to all that. But the thing I want you to know that there's a kingdom coming, praise God. And we can be part of it by making Jesus king and ruler in our lives today. So that's the message that Philip preached down in in that city of Samaria. And it brought a tremendous result <clears throat> it it brought miracles. Lame people walked and demon-possessed people were set free. And, and and the Bible said there was great joy in that city. And I've seen that all around the world when this message is preached and God begins, begins to do miracles and blind eyes are opened and, and people that had pain in their bodies are, are set free there's great joy they jump up and down on the stage and uh they they shout for joy and twirl around and you know praise god there's no no reason that that can't happen right here on our ministry on the internet you know because god is right there where you are amen and he is a god of miracles and so that's why we come and we preach christ because that's the message that works that's the message that will change your life praise god So there was great joy in the city. There was miracles. There was great joy in the city. And then the people made a choice to follow Jesus. And they followed him in water baptism. And by the way, we have a message on why I should be water baptized. And I'll put put the card for that up above. And you can just click on that and go to that and learn more about that. But of course, just to be baptized isn't enough we need to actually receive Christ into our heart. The Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, even to those that believe on his name. So you see, we must make a choice to believe in Christ, the Messiah who died for our sins, and we must make a choice to follow him as king. Romans chapter 10, verses nine and 10, says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And you know, you can make that confession today. You can pray with me today and change can come in your life. If you're ready to believe the message of Christ and to receive him as the Lord of your life, now's the time to do that. Just say these words. Dear Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ. I believe he came to this earth just as you promised he would. I believe he did many miracles and I believe he died for my sins and rose from the dead. And today, Father, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord. I receive Him into my life, and I give you thanks for my salvation. Thank you for accepting me into your family as a child of God today. And I choose to go on with you and obey every command that you have for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we'd love to hear from you. We also encourage you to get involved in a good, solid local church that preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ, that preaches the Bible uh, as it really is the truth, God's Word. Amen. So now, let's pray. Because we read that when Philip preached Christ to them, they took heed to what he said, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Of course, Philip couldn't do any miracles apart from the power of God. That's what we need today, is we need the power of God. And you know, the Spirit of God is here today. He is with me, He's in me, He loves me, and He loves you, and He's right there where you are. So let's pray and believe God for miracles. You know, maybe you have a pain in your neck. Well, just put your hand on your neck right there. Maybe your eyes are blind. You have a blind eye, or both of them. Just put your hands on your eyes. Uh, maybe you have an oppression in your mind. Put your hand on your head. And let me pray. And let's believe. Maybe you couldn't walk. Put your hands on your legs. And let's believe God. Amen. Because there's no reason God can't do miracles over the internet. I mean, after all, He's the God of the universe. So right where you are, that's where He is. Amen. And He's right here. So let's agree. Amen. We can't lay hands on you personally physically but we can sort of do that in the spirit and we can just pray and release God's anointing to you father I thank you for each one watching or listening today I thank you for your great love for them Lord you accept them based on what Jesus did not upon their works or their natural abilities or anything else or their looks But you love them. You love them. And Jesus died for them. And he died to take their sickness and pains. We preach Christ the healer today, Lord, and I just thank you for your compassion for those that are watching and the the hurts and the ailments that they have in Jesus' name. And I just rebuke these things in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I release the healing anointing to go and bring deliverance to the captives in Jesus' name. I rebuke every foul spirit of oppression or spirit of infirmity go in Jesus name eyes be open in Jesus name pain in the joints go in Jesus name lame limbs be loosed and be free walk in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I pray healing of broken hearts today Lord I pray for a miracle in finances today Lord I pray for a miracle in relationships, Lord. Families that have been broken, heal them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Marriages that are suffering or struggling, heal them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Bring revelation, bring wisdom where it's needed, Lord. That one that needs wisdom in their business or in their family, give them that wisdom, Lord. Open their eyes to see. Let this be a day of new beginnings for everyone. In Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Praise God. Well, God bless you, folks. Uh, If you've enjoyed this, share it with somebody you care about. Uh, Subscribe to our channel if you haven't, and we will talk to you next time, okay? God bless you.